So you came in and they threw you right in against the top part of their lineup. Saw that coming. Trout, Otani. For some reason, he didn't want to hit against you, so he just went right to first. Yeah, it's always a good sign when your first walk of the year is intentional. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, come on, I can get him out. He's only he's not that good. Welcome to episode number 186 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. And for the first time as an Oakland A, where the games really count, we are joined by Trevor May, who at the time of the taping is tied for the major league lead in wins. Just want to say it. <laughs> My bad. Just want to win, put T May in. That's what they say. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I uh, I got mad. I got I kind of uh, yelled at the clubhouse like, "What guys? We're not going to celebrate my first major league win." And there was one person who's like, "Really?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> it, it isn't." Who? <laughs> Please tell me who bid on that one. Oh, it was uh, it wasn't Muller. Um, like Waldy, just for for one of the young guys, one of the young guys, just for a split second, was like, you had to think about it. I'm like, come on. <laughs> So I'm always curious when you uh, – this is now your third team in the last four seasons. You spent two up there in New York after your entire big league career with the Twins. Were you nervous yesterday? Uh, I actually remember specifically thinking not that I wasn't nervous, but that it was just, I don't know, uh, fun. I, like in, in the past, it's been very like – I've been like, okay, come on, let's start, let's start off. To have a good let's have a good inning to start the year and let's make sure we get off of it and it, it was more like um but like the anxiety did wasn't really there until about the sixth inning usually it's there all day so i don't know it was uh it was really fun watching so many guys all have their first we had so many first opening days and like brian noda it was his birthday and he's a rule five guy and like he earned the spot out of the spring like a big huge day for him so i was just trying to like watch him just walk around and like and he was you know he, he some guys are like like don't know what to do and he was just doing his normal stuff but like i could tell he's, he was really really happy and excited so um and they do man it's crazy the most cameras i've ever seen on a field are in oakland and it might be because they don't have a big very very big camera well or something but there were so many people with cameras in front of our dugout it was crazy i was like Jeez, hmm. and Caprellian said it too. He's like, "Man, this is like the Yankees. Where where did all these guys come from?" I'm like, "I don't know." I'm like, "There's a lot of expensive camera lenses here." That's what I said because that's what I'm into right now. <laughs> were were they? Uh, yeah, we can tell based on the quality of the camera you're using today. Yeah, look pretty good, which today, is right. freaking amazing. I think you spent half your yearly salary on that thing. It's nice. Yeah, Maybe this is actually the same one I usually have. It's just in a it's a little bit closer. It's I'm centered very nicely. It's yes. very, very well done. It's way better than my uh, horseshit hotel room as I'm sitting in Cleveland, Ohio on the back end of our college look looking journey for our oh, young yeah. son. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's um it's been interesting. We've yeah. we've taken him around to a bunch of Big Ten schools. We took him to Wisconsin, Indiana, Ohio State. You know, he's still might dabble in division three baseball if he wants to do that and if somebody wants him. So been did you even go on a college tour? Oh yeah, um, I went a couple. I went to Washington State. I went to Washington. I think Washington was the front runner because I, honestly, they saw me when I was like when I was a sophomore in high school. So we had a really good. They were pretty much the front runner the whole time. But uh, 
Actually, mm-hmm. my official visit there was watching Linscombe throw against Brandon Morrow. I think there was like uh, 700 punch outs in the game or something. Some crazy wow. number. Yeah. That, that got That's me locked in. I was like, yeah, I'm coming. Yep. I want, I want to do that. That was, that was great. Two nothing. Well, what were you throwing it uh, as a sophomore? How hard were you throwing? I think uh, I went to a camp like early summer between sophomore and junior year. And I was like, I think I taught that at like 88, but I was like, I just gone from like five, nine or 10 to six, three that year. So I was like really skinny and tall and like my knees hurt. And, but I was like taller than everyone else that was that age and running up to 88 in Washington as a 16 year old is pretty projectable. So, um, I remember Ken Knutson, the, uh, pitching or the head coach at the time was, he, he came and talked to me. I, I thought it was weird that I, you don't get to talk to head coach usually. So, um, and I got like, he called like literally within 24 hours of going home after the tournament and said, if, if I'm interested in Washington, I was like, of course I am. It's as close to home as I could be. Um, funny, funny thing, actually 15 years later, I'm sitting in the bullpen last year in Port St. Lucie and Ken Knutson sits next to me and he's the, he was like one of the minor league coordinators for pitching. I'm like, huh, small world. That's how it all comes around. Doesn't it? He's like, yep. He always find you always see, when you meet people in baseball, you tend to see them again somewhere. Pretty good. You yeah. would have been a great college student because one of the things that hit me on Brady's tour is the number of clubs. Like there's literally squirrel watching clubs now at every school. I was like, you know who would love this? I would love Trevor clubs. May. You would have been involved in 237 different clubs. Yeah. If you guys know about any uh, clubs for 33 year olds, I still am into clubs. Um, I'm looking for <laughs> looking for people to be interested in all the weird stuff I'm interested in. What is there anything new since we? I mean, other than your donut making and your pasta, which we'll get to momentarily. Uh, you know how many uh baking baking's not it's not new, but I've gotten way into it. I have I have now brought in baked goods to the A's clubhouse in double digit times. So in spring I baked oh. nine times, and then I baked. I showed up on the the workout before opening day with the with the box of cookies, and. Mark Kotze, the first day I brought in chocolate chip cookies, he said, he said everyone else was like, dude, these are so good. And then Kotze goes, a little doughy. I was like, okay. Doughy. And now you and I have a problem. So now everything I make is going to be, now I'm going to be like needing your approval. So yesterday he had a cookie and he was like, now this, this is a cookie. And he like was pumped about it. So I was like, okay, we got him on the cookie. So now I got to find out all the things he likes. So um, well, that's what I'm doing there. Yeah, I'm baking like crazy, man. You could play it like a scene out of Ted Lasso, where you know he brings in the biscuits to the to the boss lady. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you could bring in whatever you want into Katze's office, and either he's, but it's got to be different. Can't be the same box. Can't time. be the same thing. And uh, I, 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 for some reason, I can't get my head around. I can't, can't like commit to doing small batches. I'm like, oh, I, you know, I want some cookies. Okay, cool. Let's make seventy. Like I, I just can't. Like if I'm gonna do it, let's do it. But I actually did blue- blueberry scones just for him because those are his favorite. Um, my first attempt, I'll be honest, they were a little bit flatter than I wanted. They weren't the best thing I've ever done, but they were very tasty. And so he was like, he was like, you know what? They're not as fluffy, but my god, are these great! Like he, he just grabbed one and ate it like it was. He's like, you can if you can grab a scone and just eat it like a like a croissant, like that's a good sign. So I was like, all right, that's like I mean, it's kind of a compliment. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
Uh, well, you so, are in a great foodie city, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. You're, are we allowed to say where you're living? Yeah, I mean, San Francisco. Okay, sure. good. There's yeah, a lot I mean, of food in my in neighborhood, too. Oh, I'm right. Yeah, I'm right in a really good food. Let's just put it this way. DoorDash, the average uh, the average rating is a 4.9 right here. So it's 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 pretty good. All of all the places. I cannot wait to uh Kate hasn't been here yet, but when she gets here, we're gonna we're gonna try places like try to go on a tour. And I also have a list from Canada. So we, I got but a lot of been to do. too busy. I've seen all your videos, like with your maple donuts and you your homemade pasta. You are wow, you gotta have some balls to pull this one off. So very few ingredients, but my God is working pasta dough. The worst thing, it takes forever. I was on my hand, my, my forearms were on fire and I just had to keep adding water, keep adding water, keep <laughs> adding water. But we got there. The nice thing is like, you can't really mess it up. If it's too wet, you just add some flour. If it's too dry, you just add some water and you just do that over and over again until you get it to the right consistency. It's really hard to mess up. It just takes forever. Look at you with your freaking apron and everything um, uh we we made spaghetti bolognese that day and uh oh sorry putinesca and and i gave kate the noodles and she cooked them and then we served them for dinner to uh to uh her my parents-in-law that's what that night was so it was pretty fun i was i was really really happy with how it came out i had made some since our our uh honeymoon in tuscany when we learned so it's been seven years since i made pasta now it's in no, I don't want normal pasta. I want homemade. So wait a second. Start to finish. I Because I don't. It sounds like a great idea. My brother is a tremendous chef. He uh, he was always with my mom in the kitchen growing up. And he has carried that tradition on. And my wife looks at me like, can't you be like your brother? <laughs> so how long start to finish was the process? Oh, uh, you, uh, making fresh pasta is maybe takes 20 20 to 30 minutes if you're slow. What? Like I bet professional chefs can do it in 10 minutes. It's just, it takes, it's the working of the dough. Literally, it's egg, salt, and flour. And you just fold it and fold it and fold it. And you try to get it into a ball that holds together. That's the perfect moisture. And uh, and then you just, you if you want to do it by hand, you had a rolling pin it out and cut it with, with a knife, which the guy in Tuscany was doing, but we all have the machines. So I just have the right. the little thing that clamps on the end, and you just roll it out into the right length, and then put it through the through the shredder, put it in a little pile, and then dust it with uh, flour so all the noodles stay separate until you put them in the water. It literally takes ninety seconds to cook them in water. Like you just put them in, they're done under two minutes, and then you're just ready. So that's okay. the best part. Uh, the the prepackaged stuff takes longer to boil, and it doesn't take very long at all. Yeah, but fresh stuff okay. cooks immediately. Once it's made, okay. you're good. I like that. Um, the maple donuts, did you bring those in to the clubhouse? Those were a hit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Maple bars are the best. Not only that, you can make they just yeah, you can make 12 in half an hour. They were so good. I'm not kidding. Like, I <laughs> what uh, who who came up? Tyler Duffy. Was, was was signed with the Cubs, and we had him and his wife over, uh, um, and Alan Bushnitz, who I also played with, re-signed with the Reds. So we were we we're all having a good night before we we left. We broke, and I saved a couple for them. And Tyler Duffy's wife Sarah was like, she'd never had a maple bar before, which blew my mind. Uh, I guess they're not big in Texas, and she was just like, "This is 
this is the best thing I've ever, like, she was like, I love maple bars. They're, the, they're my favorite dessert ever. I need these all the time. So, like, Tyler's like, okay, we'll get you a maple bar. They're literally at every donut shop in the country. I don't know what's happening. He goes, I'm so sorry about this. But I was just pumped. She loved them. Yeah, they were really, really good. Was there somebody, there's always one guy who always goes in for seconds before everybody gets firsts. There's got to be somebody on the team who did that. Half the team's like that. Um, um, Sam Mole loves baked goods. Like his his wife's a big baker. So he's always like, hey, man, I got to like see who's your bed. Like it's important. Uh, I brought in cookies. He had like nine cookies the other day. Because <laughs> I said, I was like, that better be empty when it, before I go home because I made way too many and I've eaten too many. So eat them all. And he's like, okay. And he just kept the shovel. And it was fun. I can't stop either. It's probably why I weigh what I weigh. So what's next on the agenda? I think I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to do this. Uh, I did sour cream donuts. One of the old fashions, the, the crunchier ones or the, I guess, I don't know, crustier ones. Uh, I'm going to do those again today. Show, bring those in tomorrow because a lot of guys didn't get them. We only, I only made like six of them last time and I ate, no, I made 10 of them and then Kate and I ate four <laughs> the night before. Oh my God. We were going to split one and then it just turned into, we were watching a movie and it turned into, we both had two. What were you watching? Uh, we were watching Tar, which was very good. Highly recommended. Kate Blanchett mm. is a mm. is a generational talent. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. I'm in. So it's dinner time. You don't know what to do. Again, that's where our friends at HelloFresh will lend a very helping hand because they make mealtime fun. They get you great meals, and they are delivered right to your door. That means you're going to see the checkout lines because HelloFresh has got dinner covered. HelloFresh keeps your taste buds on their toes. We're talking about 40 recipes, over 100 seasonal and convenience items to choose from each and every week. Here's the great thing about HelloFresh. They are pre-portioned ingredients, so they cut down on food waste by at least 23% compared to grocery shopping. That is great for your wallet. Is also great for the planet as well. And don't worry, you might say, hey, listen, Rose, I'm not a pro in the kitchen. I can't figure out how to make anything. Hello, fresh. It is foolproof. It has got ingredients that are so easy to follow. Even this dummy made a great meal recently. In fact, I made a couple of them. So if you've been married for more than 25 years, like me and the missus, it's a great activity to do as well. You're not sitting there yelling at each other like, you idiot. You didn't measure this thing the right way because they've got all the ingredients right there and the instructions in front of you. That's the way to roll. So right now, go on over to HelloFresh.com slash Rotation50. So that means you're using the code Rotation50 for 50% off. Plus, your first box ships free. That is HelloFresh.com slash Rotation50. Start using America's number one meal kit today. Let me know how you love it. Let's get back to your opening day. So you came in and they threw you right in against the top part of their lineup. Saw that coming. Trout, Otani. For some reason, he didn't want to hit against you, so he just went right to first. Yeah, it's always a good sign when your first walk of the year is intentional. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, come on, I can get him out. He's only he's not that good. Sometimes even it's caught stealing. 
Oh, and then you got Rendon swinging on a nice one-two pitch. Um, so is it different when you're playing against Shohei now after everything that he has accomplished and he's now become the most popular player in the world and all that sort of stuff? Is there, because he was out there, he was dealing. NKs, no runs allowed. Like, are you paying attention to him and saying, it's kind of cool that I'm here while he's here? Yeah, I mean, guys get kind of bigger than life in this this game. Like, I remember when I first came up and it was Mickey Cabrera, I was just like, he's right there, he's in the box, and he's huge. Uh, So it's like, yeah, you see him across there. He's just such a humble, like, guy. It's I, I love how much he's, like, trying to take on like, because even his culture and like just general personalities, just look at the speech he gave before the WPC. He's like, I understand that we admire all those guys over there and we love them so much, but just for today, let's not. And I love that. That was so funny. <laughs> but you can tell he's trying to like take the mantle and show emotion as much as he knows how in the way that he does it. And like, that's not common. Like, just like ask you, Darvish, and my, like ask all the guys. Like, it's just not something they natural do. And uh, I love that he's like, knows that it's important that he does that from time to time um but at the same time like i've been around long enough too where i just don't let i don't like i i get mad at myself when i let that stuff get too like i like him i like him as a peer and a, and a, as a as I, I love what he's doing i think he's doing everything the really the right way and watching that wbc was one of the most fun uh base watching baseball moments i've had in a long time too so um and also i just want to say show hey if you're watching this and and I think you know enough uh, English by now. Thank you so much for bringing so many Japanese fans, bringing all the Ichiro fans back into the game because it's benefiting everybody, and uh, we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what did I see? I forget what the percentage of televisions in Japan were tuned into the championship game. It was like 92%. It was, some, it was in the 90%. Yeah. Was, yeah. That's insane. Awesome. When they played Korea, I guess like the the water pressure in the country went down for a bit between innings because everyone's going to the bathroom at the same time. That's crazy. <laughs> that's that's insane. Oh, wow, I, love I can't imagine. No, I'm such a huge fan. Of his oh, he's so cool. Thing. He's so cool. <laughs> he just is cool, man. You'd be great playing over in Japan. You would probably love that. I I I think I want it, would except for their how long their days are. Uh, you can I've I've heard firsthand about how you know everyone's there at eleven for a seven seven p.m. game and a lot Ooh. of like stretching and a lot of long. Well, I love throwing, but like yeah, that would get it's very it's very all day uh, uh, at times. And some teams are very very serious about it, others aren't. Um, and it's I'm a dog eat dog a little bit. Some guys throwing leverage struggle once or twice you don't throw in leverage anymore for the rest of the year <laughs> uh and that's you know something i've done before so but other than that Jap- japan seems amazing that's the next trip so i i can't wait to go i'm not so t- well I'd, I'd be curious to see how the maple bars would do i would too got they're eating a lot of a lot of fish a lot of rice uh that's another thing that they're always welcoming a little bit of when guys can bring in a little bit of uh um variety into the food um they're always they're always excited about it that's one thing they told me too if you bring in something they've never had before they all are so pumped so i loved the world baseball classic we spent a lot of time on john boy media and baseball today in particular talking about it um 
obviously the biggest downer is what happened to your former teammate in yeah. Edwin Diaz. Have you reached out to him yet? I, I sent him a text message. Um, he's uh, yeah, that's unfortunate. I know that I know that his brother was like jumping up and down with him too, so it's it was really hard on him. Um, yeah, it just sucks. It's just one of those things. Like so many of those things just happen to us. Like just ask Jeremy Affelt about what it's like to have freak injuries and lose miss time because the dude popped his ACL picking up his kids. So like remember Will Smith tore his Achilles taking his shoe off. Like it's just, you know, it's just the way the baseball is. And it's just really, really unfortunate that it happened at the time it happened. But um, I know he's going to be working his, I don't be surprised if he like just shows up on like, you know, September 28th, just like in a game, you are like, wow, like pulls a Stroman. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah, he seems awesome. I mean, I love, I love the, obviously the trumpets and everything else, but he's, you know, the one or two times I've talked to him, just interviewed him, he just seemed like the sweetest guy. And, you he's, know, he's a happy guy. He's a happy, happy guy. He's happy all day. And just when the phone rings and he goes, he just goes and like starts to stretch a little bit and he's ready to go. But up until that moment, um, he, he's bubbly and, and, He's betting guys in the pen to do all kinds of stuff, like just eat bugs and anything you see. He's like, hey, lick that window. We're like, I'm not going to lick that window, Edwin. He's like, okay. <laughs> He's that guy. He's that guy. Hey, bet you can't. And then he, he tries to find the guys who say yes. And he's always trying to do it. Like, bet you 50 bucks you can't. Pick, uh, or he'll just play like war against the clubhouse guy. Like, flip, flip the card. Who's got the higher card? Ah, you win. Like, he just does that <laughs> all the time. Loves it. All right. Th- Anybody take him up on the bug eating or window licking? No window licking, no bug eating. Um, they usually like to go. Well, it's always the bullpen catchers, and the the guys in in New York are absolute pros, legends. Eric Langill and Dave Racanello are two of the best in the league. Been there forever, and they'll just be like, "Nah, I'm not gonna do that." And he's like, "Okay," and then he tries to think of something else. <laughs> so they just go through. So what's it. the strange? What What's the strangest thing you've heard somebody do? Strangest thing, uh, actually, nothing's very strange. Like we had uh, uh, one time, Harrison, the video guy, the best in the league, self-proclaimed uh, in in New York. Um, we were in Philly, and you know Philly always has like tons of cheesesteaks in the clubhouse or or whatever. We had, they had a bunch of cold cut sandwiches, like lots of bread, you know, big. And they're like, they bet him. We got a pool going to see how many of them he could eat without standing up. So like, usually it's eating. Uh, Mike Pelfrey did this once for 13 donuts. He sat and ate them all. He's another guy who just, if you said, I'll bet you can't, he'll just do it. It doesn't even matter how much money's on the table. He doesn't care. Don't tell Mike Pelfrey. Mike Pelfrey can't do something. <laughs> That's the way he was. So, um, and Harrison crushed it. I mean, I think he got the, there was like two tiers. Like if you get five of these sandwiches down, you get the big prize. But if you get like two and a half or more, because they were big, they were like, Big deli sandwiches. Uh, then we'll give you give you hat, or we'll give you like two thirds of it. And he got to the two thirds number. Um, uh, Langy always has a bet that's about losing weight every year with with Shug. It's like their thing now. And so he'll be like, "Hey, they'll like they'll have a month or two months. He'll be like, by the end, by the All Star break to the end of the year, if you can get to this, and he, it's like his weight goal. So like it's almost like an accountability thing. But he's like, I bet you can't mm-hmm. do this. And then they go do it, and he does it every single year, and he comes back. A little bit's back, and he's like, whatever, I'll just get paid to lose it later. (laughs) We're like, Lang, got to keep that under wraps. 
please don't do that too much. That's not healthy. And he's like, I know, but I'm going to get it while I can. Declare taxes on your weight loss program yeah. every year. Yeah. Good. Gonna, by I the way, did that. you say Pelfrey ate 13 donuts? I think it was 13. Or maybe, yeah, Baker's dozen, 14. Texas. I watched it. And not only that, like six of them were cream filled. It was. He, that guy. That guy. That guy. He, he taught me. Well, in Alaska, love to be like, he's another guy who's just like, someone needs to do that. And we're like, Pelf! And then Pelf come running. He's like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> that's That was my rookie year, just watching Mike Pelfrey just do every little tiny little thing. And, you know, the guy was a millionaire and just didn't, money didn't matter. He'd be like, 100 bucks? In. I can I can chew I can chew fifty five pieces of gum at once, hundred bucks. Let's do it. I tried that one time. That was on TV, I think. We just got half the gum in, half the gum out. He just keeps chewing it. See how many pieces he can get in his mouth. Fifty five pieces. Something, yeah, something like that. And his he was just you could tell his jaw was just killing him. That's just kept. Yeah, I mean you're ending up on the injured list with a sprained jaw. I think he tried to eat one of those two. Or I think it's three pounds at the end of the day of those cheese poof balls and the big. The big container, the huge one, cheesy poofs. Oh yeah, 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 and yeah. It yeah. was like we, half full. He's like, I bet you I could finish that before the game starts. <laughs> so he's just rifling cheesy poof. Like, dude, there's no way. Of course, he nowhere close. He got like a third of them down, and it just felt awful. Just that is horrible. Orange dust all around us because he just he was just he just leaned in just all over his face. It was, it was really funny. He's a funny guy. I love that guy. You're making me sick of my stomach. More of the show is coming your way, but quickly wanted to remind you that today's episode is presented to you by Shady Rays. Of course, the summer months fast approaching. We want you to take on the sun with gear that is built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades at a very affordable price. In fact, Shady Rays offers a world-class product just as good as any expensive pair you have ever worn. We're talking about durable frames extremely clear optics and you know what i love the most i have told you this before that shady rays offers the most insane protection in the history of eyewear every pair of sunglasses backed by lost and broken replacements so what does that mean you buy them on day one you put them on your car seat day one you forget you put them on your car seat day one you sit on them and you break them day one shady rays will send you a replacement pair no questions asked also, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the season. So I want you to go right now, ShadyRays.com, use the code word ROSE. You're going to get 50% off two-plus pair of polarized sunglasses. Once again, that's ShadyRays.com, code word is ROSE. We want you to save money, and if you lose them or you break them, they're going to replace them. And Shady Rays, you will definitely break. All right, time right now to get to the uh, animal-loving portion of the program. Um, we saw you bathe your cat. Um, all right, I think Robbie's got that. L let's listen to this part, please. Gotcha. Look at the camera. See? It's like one of those things. It's like getting your blood drawn. Just don't look, and it doesn't hurt. He was having a tough one. He was having a time. Yeah. There was a lot of other footage in there that wasn't. I think she, she went to the bathroom while I was holding her on me. So we cut that out. Really? She was really like, it was way too long. She was just, she's got really long fur. And sometimes the litter box 
stays with her. Let's just put it that way. So I have to I, get with her, I, clean her up. I've never had a cat. So how long do you like how often do you have to bathe a cat? It it literally is like never if they're sanitary. But if, if you, she, I, we've never had a, like, literally, she's like a feather duster. So everything she touches, it just sticks to her. So, um, and are the, for whatever reason, her and her brother are like bonded pairs. They go everywhere together. So one of them goes to the bathroom in the morning. The other one needs to go to the bathroom literally like right after. So they go in and if it's not buried correctly, they'll like step in the other cats like stuff. And then walk around all day with it. And her hair is so long that it just gets matted. It's gross. Like, you just have, we have to bathe her. But we got her a sanitary cut. A groomer came in and, like, cut around all the areas. Mm -hmm. There she is right here. That that tend to get get dunked up. And she actually hasn't needed a bath since. So, but her fur gets a little discolored, too. Like, here, her mane gets too long. When she tries to lick herself, just the fur gets in her. She just licks the same fur over over again so that's what's happening now she needs that trimmed up it's like all it's discolored here because she licks it so much but she's a fluffy we don't have to do it that much we just happen to do it the day of a vlog because she is gross okay all right um i did notice there was a dog i don't know if it was one of your teammates dogs at spring training oh that's uh stack stack and riders um that's chance the golden retriever and i've never seen a dog more excited to be on a baseball field in my life. They were all running pole, like running sprints and just running back and forth with them. Like sprints, the same, just gassed at the end. But yeah, I actually have a war GoPro quite a bit in spring and this is going to come later. A lot of chance yeah. content in there. A lot of chance content. He I'm came sure. a few times. Yeah. I'm sure. So did you wear the GoPro like everywhere? It's not in the clubhouse, is it? I mean, it is, but like, not for the whole time, just when, when no one's in there, just so you can see the layout and what it's like to walk inside. I'm beginning that Got a lot. It. We did a lot, a lot of PFPs with, with it uh, on my hat, which it's really mm -hmm. cool because I didn't know the camera stabilization was so good on those things. So it's like if you put on a VR headset, it'd be like you're doing PFPs with me. Okay. You'll, and you'll probably hate it just as much as we do. Yeah. I actually did that one time with the Colorado Rockies. I got yeah. to shoot a little bit when I was at MLB Network. And, um, I overthrew DJ LeMahieu, who I think is the tallest second baseman to ever play. Might be. I fired it probably eight feet over his head Tough. while covering second. Much harder than than you think, especially rolling double plays. Turning and throwing a second is one of our nightmares. Like a pitcher fielding and turning around just yeeting it in the center is like something we have bad nightmares about. Um, and it's funny because you, you recognize who the guys who struggle with that most uh, are early in spring. And I'm one of them, or I what I have been there, historically. I haven't had problems with it recently, but oh yeah, yeah. That, yeah that once you bobble, you panic. Once yeah. you bobble, it's yeah. over. Go to first. Yeah, I knew that. But boy, do I wear uni great, huh? You do. You look great. I in mean, uni. holy smokes! It was like it, I was out there at like eight thirty in the morning, and it was so hot. Thank God Jason Mott was was there and helped me out with that. But oh my god. Was welcome. I wasn't good welcome at your world. Thank you. Yeah, no, I got, I, uh, I, I thanked all the pitchers for allowing me to do it. And they were like, "No, you are breaking up the monotony of spring Thank training." God. Please, we've done Thank this you. thirty days in a row. Yeah, although, boy, it's very uh, important, Oakland, because if you misfire at first or third, 
it's gone. And pay, if you, yeah, actually, the catchers are, or the second, the middle infielders misfire first. It's going in the dugout too. There's an extra. That's the next. They're you know, if they're almost there, there's a guy in second. You didn't get him out. He's going to third. But the good news is, God, foul territory is so juicy for you pitchers. It is. Um, there's going to be a lot of foul balls caught that wouldn't be caught anywhere else, which is you know a large reason. I get lots of those. If I could count, if I could get a dollar for every time I've gotten a three-two foul ball going to the first row, um, I'd have a handful of dollars, and I want I want those to be outs. <laughs> attention, attention, attention! The baseball season is in full swing, and whether you're rooting for the home team or betting on your favorite player, DraftKings Sportsbook has got you covered all season long. Right now, new customers can place a $5 pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, everyone can hit it out of the park with DraftKings same game parlays. Combine multiple bets in a single game for a shot at an even bigger payout. Take the team win. You take a homer. You take some strikeouts. It's, it's going to be a great week this week. Rockies are visiting the Dodgers. Miggy Rose been pretty hot. Who knows? Who knows? Join the big league action now and on DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app and sign up with promo code ROSE and new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line and get $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code ROSE. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now back to the show. How did the uh, pitch clock go for you for the first time that it counted? Uh, it wasn't too bad. Um, though we we had a talk. Um, my last outing in San Francisco, I just walked four dudes. To start the Like all three, two, because... Uh, Frankly, you know, we our catcher situation, Shea's starting, but uh, the backup catcher was kind of up in, in flux. And we had a, we brought in Perez uh, just a couple days before that. So, like, he was just kind of thrown in the fire, like, hey, go learn the pitcher. So I got out there. Um, I thought Shea, he just went straight to the thing with, with the – straight to the plate with the helmet on. And, like, I thought it was Shea. I thought it was Shea until the, we were done with the first hitter. I'm like, oh, this is a new catcher. Like he doesn't know me at all. I've never even met him yet. I haven't met him. So we're we are not on the same page. I get a I, I shake, I think seven times once, and just I watch the clock just go to zero. I'm like, well, there's a ball. Like I, what, what's going on, Shay? And then I was like, Oh, that's not him. So we had this miscommunication thing and we we just couldn't like I could not get let's just put it this way. I wasn't focused on where I was throwing the ball for the first 15 pitches of the inning. I was just trying to like figure out how to call the right pitch in time which is really annoying because i'm like man this isn't necessary it's not necessary this is 15 seconds there's no nothing in the world necessary it's not necessary to give sergio romo a ball when he walks around the mound because he's retiring like that's just not necessary um but so that was a tough day but i said hey we are going to be on the same page with our catchers <laughs> going into the season and we're going to make sure that we have constant conversation with these guys so that <clears throat> we don't have to worry about the clock right away. And we're just on our plan. We go because <clears throat> once you get out of whack, good luck getting back in whack. It's just, it's once if stuff starts snowballing downhill, you have to like, I, 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 I don't know, maybe fall on the ground, hold your shin like in soccer 
until someone comes out and gives you the cold spray and you can pitch again just to slow down because there's just they they went from oh yes slow down too much too you get zero options to slow it down if stuff's going going quickly so uh it was okay the other day um but i had two of my seven outings in spring just be like where i where i felt like i couldn't worry couldn't execute game plan at all if i wasn't you know if me and the catcher didn't know exactly what we were trying to do uh it just made it very 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 hard so but i learned and i i've been talking to those guys a lot lately so when uh you really didn't know the name of the catcher like hmm. how did no i knew i know per, i knew perez i knew like i'd spoken to like hey welcome to the team like that's all we that's he had been there for like 48 <laughs> hours or or 72, but I didn't know he was in the game because usually when a new catcher comes in, there's enough time for him to run out and be like, Hey, what's what signs? What do you want to do? Like, and I'll be like right. all right, yeah, there we go. We met, but he, what he does, he came out cause it was a little bit later. I think he just hit, or maybe he just got swapped in. So I ran to the mound. Usually they'll meet me if there's a new one. He didn't. So he just had his helmet on the whole time. They're about the same size. So he just, he just like crouched down. And then I gave him, a, I gave him like the salute that I gave to Shay. So at first I was like, it's Shay. And I, I was just like doing my thing, warmed up, threw it, threw down. He never took his helmet off, like never took his mask off, and I didn't even really look for it because I just assumed. And once I assumed it was Shay, it was Shay now. And then uh, after the first hitter, I was like, "Why is he?" Because I think a curveball got called or something in there, and I was like, "I don't even throw one of those." What's going on? Like I was like, "What is happening?" Did you just forget who I was? And then I was like, "Oh, it's a different guy." And then I, that's when I said, hey, give me signs. And he didn't really understand what that meant. So we were still doing the thing. And then for another hitter. And there was someone I threw a change of 3-2. And I was like, I looked up his one second. I was like, ah, and just sp spiked it. And I was like, this is so stupid. I just want to throw the ball and compete. That's all I want to do. I cannot believe I'm worried about this all the time. And that this is real. Be just for the sake of uh, fitting in a nice three-hour slot. I, I get it. I understand but it doesn't need to be this rushed. It doesn't. It just, there's no, the number of like, like the, the Pete Alonzo thing yesterday, I, it made, it just sent me into like orbit. I was like, there's no way that Pete didn't sprint back to first fast. And we got, Je got Jeff a strike. What? Why? They're just, you could just not call that and be fine. Just don't do it. I would agree with you on that. Yeah. There was definitely some stuff that, um, and I've been in favor of the pitch clock to see how it works. I, also have been steadfast that we need to be able to slide it maybe yeah. add a few seconds here yeah. or there i mean do, would that help you immensely if it was oh my god if it were if it were even like if we're just 20 all the time uh, it's fixed that way i can shake a pitch and like execute a game plan because believe it or not people in the in the commissioner's office pitchers have to make decisions based on information and there's actually a process happening when we choose what we're throwing we're not just guessing and we're not just doing it to get the game going we're actually trying to compete there's a lot of guys that do it and just a little bit more time where i could have a thought that would be really nice i i'm that's all i'm you know especially for young guys who don't even know what game plans really are yet maybe let them learn instead as opposed to just saying getting to a point where they're just saying yes to every finger that's being put down because they don't have time to think about it that's just it's just it's just, it's silly. It's, it's, I don't know. It's unserious. It feels unprofessional. I, I, and hitters aren't enjoying the 15 second thing either. 20, just make it 20. Just make it 20. It's, you just, I'm so, oh no, we added three minutes onto the game. Just who cares? Who cares? Yeah. I do think I, I am hopeful because I do think that, um, 
I think that baseball is willing to listen. I'm hopeful with some of this stuff. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe that hope just gone because they've, they've not one at one point proven that they are willing to listen in any real meaningful way. Okay. Um, it's just a lot of, a lot of lip service, but it's very political. I don't know, whatever you just look at, look at, I mean, just they're lawyers. Like, what do you, what do you do? That's what they do. So, um, but they were told, they were told beforehand that it wasn't long enough. They just, shoot, they decided that double A is the same as the big leagues, which is concerning that if you can't tell the difference between, you know, one game mattering, the other one not mattering. I thought that was pretty much one-on-one baseball, but uh, if I hear one more time that, ooh, it worked in the minors, come on. Just think critically for like half a second. Do you think a double-A game yeah. is as important when there's bullpen guys on a rotation as like uh, we're, everyone's betting now on the on the major league games? Do you think that that's like, no, this, 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 the same same? It's not. So we actually like, that's, we're making our money in the big leagues. We have to be successful in the big leagues. You don't double A. You simply don't. You don't have to be. You don't have to win the league. You don't have to go to the playoffs. You don't have to, because those guys are still going to go up the same way they were going to go up before. So, it's just not the same. And also, maybe we should talk to some players that played in the AAA season whether they liked it because most most pitchers hated it. But we're just going to ignore what they say because it's directly against them. Uh, every veteran was like, "Yeah, I, I haven't shake. I haven't shook off a pitch in a month because there's no time." And the, you know, we got 19 year old kids behind the plate trying to learn. And I just have to say yes to them because it's our only option. And that's just not a way to get better. I you just, I'm not asking for a ton of wiggle room. Just, just like, just, just five seconds to be like, should I? Okay. Like just, just that. That's all I need. Maybe one disengagement yeah. with no one on base for free. I don't know. It does feel a bit rushed. Once again, yeah, just, I am in favor of, same. Trying to do things. I like to pace. Improve pace the game. is very important. Yes. I'm I'm a huge yes. fan of the pace. I actually really love that the game's moving. It's just how how short do these periods of time need to be in order to continue the pace? Pace is different than length overall. They're different things. One is the rate. The other one is the total length. The total length isn't as important as the rate of play is. It's like in it's like in golf. Like you want to, you're behind someone. You want just to, it to be consistent as long. It's okay if we're moving at a certain speed, just as long as it's consistent. We're not just uh, 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 the whole time. That's not fun to watch. I, I totally understand. I totally get it. The pitch clock is necessary. Just maybe tweak it, please. Please, for the love of God, please. Okay. We'll try and pass that along. Or they could just listen. Since I'm oh, sure it's been know. passed. We'll, we'll see um, if they listen, yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll finish things up with this. Uh, I believe we're taping this once again on a Friday, I think. Next week, my guardians come to town. I believe sure. on Monday, they'll be there. So I always ask this of Giolito since he faces them several times a year, but I haven't had to ask you because the Mets and guardians haven't had to play very much, if at all. I, I don't even remember yeah, we didn't the last two years. Okay. So how do I deal with this when you come into the game against the team that I love? Um, You're allowed to root against me just for that inning. Oh, I understand. You like your team. Your team is going to be there much longer than I'm going to be on your show. So, uh, what? wait, wait a second. <laughs> you, this I, is I'm breaking just, news. You know, You're not leaving me, are you? No, no, no. Hopefully, you know, hopefully the, the, the team, the Guardians, exists beyond my death. 
that's all I'm saying. Like, I'm not going to be around and they're still going to be around. So, uh, you're, you know, you're allowed to root for your, for your guys. Um, you know, you, and I'll leave it up to you, whatever your internal thoughts are and whether how badly you want me to get beat, but you know, wanting your team to win is valid. I, and I just gotta be honest, I'm going to try to beat your team and I'm not going to be, I'm not going to apologize for that. So you, you don't have to apologize for being a fan for that. Okay. Yeah, because he says the same thing. He's like, you should want them to take the yard as much as they can. And I was like, yeah. but it's, it it hurts me. Like, that's yeah. the beauty of this show is that people have gotten to know you guys. So if they don't love the team you play for, right, they still are like, how often do we read in the comments? God, you know what? I love Trevor May, but I want him to suck against the Phillies the last couple of years, right? Yeah. So... That's the goal of this thing. So it pains me if my team were to knock you around the yard. Well, I appreciate it, but at the end of the day, it might happen, it might not happen, and uh, <laughs> it's going to suck for me if it does either way. So, <laughs> But then, you know, when you strike out the side and somebody asks you about it, you can be like, that's for my buddy Chris Rose. That's so for my buddy Chris Rose. And you know what? Out. I'll just... I won't expect the uh, the the Chris Rose or the the Rose rotation hype up video for that for that outing maybe. You can do yes, you one. will actually. Rob Rob is working on it right now. He cannot. What he loves to do that sort of stuff. <laughs> okay, he loves putting it out on. Oh, so you don't green light that stuff before he just does it? No, he just I let Robbie run the account. Just let you All know. Right. He and I talk a little bit about it, but he's yeah. All right, Robbie, you get you hook me up. All right. I got you. Absolutely. Right, thank you. Yeah. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Robin, his pedophile mustache. Whoa. Back. Jesus. Whoa. Whoa. I was Whoa. I was gonna give what? you a compliment on the uh on the uh, on the audio dampening wall. That thing's beautiful. Oh thanks. he's gotta go he's gotta go after your mustache, man. <laughs> That's what it's okay. I'm going after his guardians once you strike them out. He's going after the mustache. It happens. All right, hold on. You you're you're a facial hair connoisseur. If you saw that, wouldn't you be like, if you had a, yes, but just, yeah, <laughs> yeah there's, you don't have to get into detail. I'd be like, I think, <laughs> it looks better in person. Yeah. I mean, what Does Pete, Pete no. has one now too, doesn't he? Lonzo, he's, he threw his out. I think so. He has a stash. It's like a little guy, a little guy, but he's got the blonde hair. So it kind of like, he can grow, I think he can grow a good one. He can grow a good one. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. It's uh. It's fun. I like it. My, mine's you know? pretty good if I leave it. Yeah. But I, I, I won't. I'll never leave it again. <laughs> you it's could really go Fu Manchu. So. I go Fu Man. Yeah, this comes in real nice and scraggly. I mean, maybe I'll do that almost, one day. Yes. If you're in Oakland, which was the birthplace of facial hair in baseball, I mean, you have to do that. It would be, it, you have to do it on a day where you're wearing one of the classic uniforms. Oh, how. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll we'll save that, or at least like trim this all up so it's very obvious, but like it'll all grow out again. I just like maybe trim it up, trim it up, and just leave it really long here. Give myself a little, like almost like it grew out a little bit, so that I can maintain the beard because I don't want to lose the beard. This take way longer than I thought it was going to take to get to where it is. So, um, but yeah, that's full A's. You got to go full A's. I mean, we had a guy with a with a spiral shaved into his face once. Like, you, there's just nothing more A's than doing every doing whatever uh we're, we're gonna see we're gonna see you're gonna see some stuff this year i think out of our team we've got a lot of guys who just don't care and i love it 
Okay, good. Uh, real quickly before we go, how rough are the bullpens down there along the line? It's tough. It's tough when it's this cold. Um, but honestly, I love how close we are to the fans. I love that I can just have a conversation. Uh, something uh-huh. I haven't, I've never really done uh, up until this point, and I'm just trying to enjoy that stuff more because that's why we're there. Crowd was electric yesterday. It was, oh my, it was, it was a good amount. There was the whole low, lower bowl and the second deck was full all the way around. So it was like we had yeah. thirty something plus thousand yesterday, and it was, it was, it was crazy. But the fact that there's like a kid standing, like we could just, he could just put his fingers through the little lean to that we sit under and just like hit touch you. Uh, I think that's, that's, you know, some days we're like, I don't want that. But other times, sometimes you just want to have a conversation with the, with the super fan. It's the best place to do it. So I'm trying to think of it that way. Okay. All right. Hey, if somebody can, um, you know, that's listening to the Rose rotation can get that close to Trevor. Maybe we, uh, let's see, maybe we'll hear your stories. Tell me about why you love baseball. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Movie someday. Ooh. Another episode on that one. Mm. All right, dude. Uh, I know you're a busy man. I always appreciate the time. Enjoy your uh, your adventures there in San Francisco. I'm sure we'll have some good food stories, some more baking. Let's not wash the cat anytime in the near future, please. Yeah, please. Please, God, no. Can't stand God, no. Cat. Love. Thank you. Um, and have a good start to your season, except for the next few days against Cleveland Guards. I will. Every day for the whole season. Thank you. All right. For our amazingly talented yet oddly mustached producer, Rob Sciarocco, and Trevor May, I am Chris Rose. We will see you next time here on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.